Hey everybody, it's Editor Kevin here, and before we get started on this very special episode, I just wanted to say that my audio was all sorts of messed up during the recording of this episode. There's sometimes where it clips out for some reason, end of words will disappear, whatever. I did the best I can to clean it up, but otherwise, it is what it is. Still, I hope you enjoy this discussion between me and Jesse Garasha about Street Fighter the movie. Talk for a while with Phil surprise him with like a with the intro um and try to catch him off guard right uh you know what i'm not gonna do today what's that hey there everybody <laughs> welcome to pixel it you got me my it worked <laughs> <laughs> my name is kevin and uh today we have a very special episode special uh not at all filler filler episode with special guest hosts Jesse Graff. Hi. Um, because because Phil is uh, moving, uh, moving to a, a new house. So we need, um, yeah, we we needed to to, to figure we something out. We need something. So we need some content. We need them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with some content. We're gonna throw it in there and see what works today. We are talking not not about we're not talking about a book today. We're talking about a movie. We are talking about Street Fighter the movie, not the Mr. the movie the games, just Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, not just Street Fighter the movie. Yeah, that's right. They did make a game out of this, right? Made a game so out weird. of it and it's 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 the it's the most Mortal Kombat Street Fighter game there is. It uses the <laughs> It uses the roped photos of the actors from the movie in the game. Oh right, yeah, sure. Wait, so is uh, is John Claude in the game then? I guess so. I looked real briefly mm. at the screenshots of it, but it was like, oh, this is just kind of like combat e. Great, <laughs> tight fighting game based on a good movie. Woohoo! <laughs> a tight fighting game based on a great yeah. movie. Great, uh, fantastic a- movie. A fantastic movie. Just a little background. Um, so the Street Fighter movie came out in 94. It was uh, written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza. Uh, and it's a Edward R. Westman is. He was basically involved in a lot of stuff in 1980s that it will... Some of you are like, oh, okay, yeah, I know what that is. That's that's a good movie. And other things are like, okay, that's that's a movie. Uh, he was the producer, executive producer on the Sam Raimi flop in Wave, um, which is uh, he directed and it was written by the Cohen brothers. Um, oh. He was the executive producer on the Masters of the Universe then uh, movie. Uh, so, yeah, this this is an interesting guy. <laughs> wow yeah pedigree D'Souza was yeah. a, a screenwriter for a lot of like big 80s movies wasn't yeah. he right like Die he Hard did, 2 did. And... he did some good stuff he did Running Man yeah. it, it is a treasure trove of one liners if you have not yes. seen Commando go Commando because it is the movie that spawned 90% of the the Arnold Schwarzenegger liners that's get so. to the chopper right yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no. Get to the chopper is uh, predator, predator. Um, but uh, let off some steam. Uh, right. Don't with friend. He's dead tired. Uh, <laughs> things like that. It, right. it was more about volume rather than quality. 
in Commando. It was just everything was was a one liner. Mm. So uh, Street Fighter, the movie directed by Steven D'Souza, produced by Ed Rusman and starring. Um, you might you might it, it might seem a little weird, but <laughs> Street Fighter movie early 90s. This is pretty much the list that you would go with. Really? I, like, okay. Yeah, I I don't, with the exception of um, with the exception of Van Damme, yeah. um, you know, you have you have Raul Julia, who was just a great actor. You know, oh yeah. Um, uh, you have Ming Na, who is just amazing, and she still kicks ass today. And mm-hmm. you have Kylie Minogue, Cami. I mean. Yeah, I don't think it gets any better than that. Um, it is a solidly cast film. That's about as good as it gets. That's the best compliment you've got for the movie is that the cast is pretty that, good. I I have some other compliments for the movie. <laughs> yeah, hey, me too, me too. Yeah. So Jesse, what's your um, what's your experience with Street Fighter the movie? How did you? How did, how did you come to it? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm aware of the movie. I've seen so many clips of it. I think the first time I ever heard of it, I was a kid and I was watching, uh, I was unfortunately <clears throat> watching, um, what was it? Nostalgia Critic. Uh, uh. He, he had done, I know, I know. I know he did. Uh, he did one of his videos on uh, the Street Fighter, the movie, and and you know. So I, I learned a lot of the clips, a lot of the uh, Raul Julia performances, and, and all of his funny one-liners and all that sort of stuff. It got dug yeah. into my brain, but I hadn't actually seen the movie myself until about a month ago when uh, No Clip we were doing a podcast about the movie that we do like for Patreon. We do uh, movie reviews, and this was the one we were going to do last month, but there were some technical issues, so we weren't able to post it. So at least I get to share my opinions on such a fantastic film this month with you and I got to watch it again um so that was nice yay (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you 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 were willing to watch it again of course Um, (laughs) anything for you (laughs) thank you Jesse (laughs) let me run through the plot of the movie real quick uh basically it's 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 set at Shadaloo in a in a south <laughs> southeast Asian you just, nation. You just flew Shadaloo. past Shadaloo. You're like, that's normal. What else would it be? Called? That's normal. Shadaloo. <laughs> it's it's a normal thing. Yeah. It's a normal thing, and they write everything in English, but instead of uh yeah. another language, it just has little swirlies. Yeah, I think they're going for like because the movie is in Thailand, but they're calling it Shadaloo. Right. But so I think it's like the Thai language, like they're using the the sort it's of styling Thai? of their language, right? Yeah, so you've got Coca-Cola in like Thai oh, lettering. Yeah, yeah, with the circles on the C's and shit. Like, oh, sure, we're in Shadaloo. We're definitely not in Thailand. <laughs> Whatever you guys say. So the broad strokes of the movie, it's in Shadaloo, totally real country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, there's this evil dictator, uh, General M. Bison, who has captured some some an relief workers and the an and this is a knockoff it's the pepsi it's the rc cola version it's the pepsi (laughs) of the un that's good oh god that's so accurate too they're they're even wearing all blue it's bang on they're even all yeah all blue the an was the choice of a narration (laughs) Uh, so uh uh uh, Guile uh, is is played by 
uh, his face, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is a, a colonel in the Allied Nations. And uh, he is there to, to, to take out Bison. He's leading the charge to Tyson. And a bunch of relief workers have been captured by Bison. Bison is is holding them ransom for $20 billion. And uh, meanwhile, there's there's Ryu and Ken are these these con artists who are swindling uh, uh, Sagat um, <laughs> by trying to sell him fake guns. God. And Gun Lee is there. She's a news reporter. Um, uh, and, and some, some shins, uh, I don't know. It gets, it gets a little murky there. I think at this point I stopped paying attention to the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the point that you check Twitter on your phone. Up. You have to. I checked Twitter for a while. Yep. Dooms for a little bit, uh, came back around, uh, Ryu and Ken are now, um, spies for Guile organization. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, Dr. Dalzim is experimenting on Charlie to turn him into Blanca. He's doing that with DNA mutagens in, in bright green and yellow. He's got his Kool-Aid and pouches that, is, that are hanging He's from the thing. <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid. That's exactly, from... it's, come on, it's just he barely spun it up. It's not even all the way done. Ecto V-drip. Also, got a hold of the last case. It's like this is how we do it. You got a hold of the last case. Yeah, like this. This is this is what's good. <laughs> yeah. oh. You're just rattling off oh. all the names of the characters, but like this movie does not set that shit up. It does not deserve any of these character names. It'll just go. This is. I hope you know who this is. You know, at some point they introduce T Hawk later in the movie, and you're like, uh huh. I bet. Whatever there's you T-Hawk say. There's T-Hawk and there's DJ and there's, um, yeah, yeah, DJ's in it, T's in it. Like a surprising amount of Street Fighter characters in it. Yeah. Um, not just, and not just original Street Fighter 2, it's the, it's the Street Fighter 2, um, whatever the sec, the one that had. Yeah, it's like 900 of them, I don't blame you. There's, oh my God, Street Fighter and the version names. I yeah. can't. <laughs> It's ugh, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, so what did you think of? So they introduce Vega pretty early on with Sagat. Yeah, he's kind of like yeah. his enforcer. I thought that was great casting right. of the casting we've seen up until that point. That is kind of the perfect. perfect. He's got a great look, got a great style to him, and they presented him beautifully. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, uh, Vega is is this sexy Spanish man. Yes, who just flamencos around the the cage. Uh, with his claws is like I would watch a movie just on that Vega. Yeah. Like totally. that, that that would have been perfect. He's muy caliente. <laughs> he was muy caliente. Yes. And uh we didn't really get enough of him. Um but yeah, so some stuff and uh Raul Julia's there, he's M Bison. The, the AN attacks, yada yada yada, the whole Thing blows up they foil his plan and somehow this takes an hour and 45 minutes of running time uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a long movie that not a fucking single thing happens in 
It's just a lot of nonsense and then fights. And then they tell you that they're like, definitely, there were some strokes here, man. We did some stuff, dude. Some some people changed, some arcs occurred. I swear to God. By the end of the movie, you're like, well, yeah, these characters have definitely evolved a little bit. Sure, yeah, because they want to fight or lost yeah. the fight. So the AN is fighting uh, Bison. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, they Guile and Bison have a duel to the death. Uh, Guile kills Bison. Uh, oh, whoops! Bison's not actually dead. Yep. Uh, he has he has stuff in his suit to keep him alive. Uh, Guile kills Bison again. Uh, there, yeah, victory! Woo! Poses. Um, Troll after credit scene. Bison is still alive. Um, but Raw Julia, Julia is fucking not. Is not. Oh man, <laughs> so sad. Holy shit! The whole story there. God. Um, he Raul Julia. So let me start off with just an ode to Raul Julia. Raul Julia, as a kid, like I was, I was hit or miss on Street Fighter. I, I like wasn't my favorite game or anything. Only reason I really wanted to see Street Fighter as a kid was because Raul Julia was in it. Wow, no okay. joke. Huh. I was, I was a huge Adams Family fan yeah uh raw julia as Gomez. adams Whew. so good not sure not anybody can uh, can really approach that no that raw magnetism that he brought uh, role he was he's just a damn fine actor um he was dying stomach cancer at the time yeah and he did that movie because he wanted to spend more time with his kids because they were fans of the on a like and it was he filmed that the year I think the year before he he passed when he did Street Fighter it was his last major release uh, his last starring role he had a, there was one more movie that came out afterwards it was but it, it was an independent film uh that that wrapped production uh he died um, 2 weeks after production wrapped on it wow um so yeah, it's uh, it, uh, in that film, uh, Down Came a Blackbird. So, yeah, Raw Julia, and I gotta say, he into a role that did not deserve Raw Julia. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, for a guy that was suffering with this, like, awful disease and was probably just sick and tired every moment of his life, to be doing yeah. 1% of the shit he does in this movie is so impressive. Yeah. Like, God, yeah. he's he's not even just giving it 100%. He's giving it 150,000%. He is so over yeah. the top from start to finish of this movie. He gives it all of the energy that it has. If it wasn't for him, I don't think this movie would be 1-100th as good as it is. Shout out to It Raul would be unwatchable. Yeah. The movie would be would be unwatchable totally. without Raul Julia uh, as M. Bison. It would just would have been forgotten as just another bad video game movie adaptation. Yeah. Like his delivery of For Me It Was a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. is, yep. is brilliant. That was the day that M. Bison came upon your village. For me, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. <laughs> um, or of course and- when he turns around the classic everyone loves that clip oh yeah he is he was so good Uh, and he is he is the he is the all-star he is the MP of this movie yep um and if if to give the flip of that 
uh, right away, uh, the the least valuable player is going to have to be Jean-Claude Van Damme himself. Oh, my God. What a weird cat. You said this earlier, but what a bizarre casting. Like, yeah, he was the action hero in the 90s and he was doing all the movies, right. doing his fun splits and stuff. Who else are you going to get? Classic ballerina man, right? But also, Guile is all American. Guile's whole shtick is being all American. And he's played by the American. Frenchest man. Yeah, like, uh, uh, what? Friend, uh, Belgian. Belgian. Belgian, whatever. They sound French. It's all the same. Brussels, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the muscles like, from Brussels. Yes, that that's what it was. Name. But just like not American, <laughs> even like 1%. So every time he'd be he like, I fight even... for America. It's like, okay. <laughs> America. Yeah, he's, he's got like the American flag. with the American flag. <laughs> he, he does not. It, you know what it is? Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile is it's the same as as uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude who played the character in Highlander. Um, it's it's kind of the same where you needed a oh Chris Lambert. Mm. OK, Christopher Lambert like was born in the U.S. He was born in Long Island and then moved to Germany, France, to Italy, all that stuff throughout okay. his childhood. So his accent, his accent is like kind of strange and hard to place that would be fine if he didn't have the charisma of wet cardboard um <laughs> yeah you kind of need to back so that like, up with the energy that uh, john claude has i don't care like the accent is one thing but john claude also has zero charisma yep. in anything he says yep. It's like, it's like a person trying to be charismatic yes. and failing spectacularly. <laughs> that's that's Jean-Claude Van Damme in a nutshell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, valuable player in this movie. <laughs> he was like on a bunch of coke, right? And like just drinking his ass off on this movie. I remember I be surprised. we were doing research on it and yeah, there there was some story about him being so coked up and so like drunk all the time. They had to hire a handler for the movie, spending 10 grand a week on cocaine oh, while he was producing this movie or he was working on. He wasn't producing anything here when he was on this yeah. movie, which probably explains the ridiculous performances you get out of this guy in the movie. It's so up and down. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows what to do when they're in a scene opposite of him. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like sucks all the energy out of every, the room. He sucks the energy out of the room. Yeah. Um, and it's weird that it, the other thing that I find a little weird, and I understand that they probably won't target this at American audiences. So they're like, we're, we're going to make Guile the main character. So... Cast like, all right, first we're going to make a story about Guile to an American audience, yada, yada, yada. But then we're not even going to cast an guy yeah. as Guile. And what? if the problem was that they, okay, well, there's no shortage. There's an American in, in the Street Fighter. You, okay, make it about Ken. It's also American. Yep. <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I mean, when you think Street Fighter, the first move that you think of is Hadouken. So who do, like who Hadouken. does that? Yeah, no one's like, oh, Sonic Boom. That's the one I go for with Street Fighter. Like, Sonic Boom is yeah, yeah, that's the real one that or or whatever other. That's the only one we think of for yeah. for guy like. Yeah, that that was a little rough. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the other characters are fine. Um, uh, 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 uh 
Mingna, I mean, I'm a huge fan of hers. She's been, you know, kicking ass forever. She's she's nearly and still still dominating on on you know Mandalorian and all that. But yep. even as even as Chun Li gets almost nothing interesting to do, um, yeah. and that kind of feeds into an issue is Street Fighter the movie had didn't have enough street fighting in it. Yeah. It's not like till the last 20 minutes of the movie that there's anything even remotely fighting going. It was like the fight with Vega, and then yeah. I think that's it until the third the, act. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, what? Even the hell? Like, I know that movies like this work like that, you know, they, they blow their whole budget on the exciting fight scenes at the end of the movie. But to do this Street Fighter movie and not even open with a fight, like, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, not even like, can't even have like a Ryu and Ken sparring session in there. I think kind of neat. Totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, them them talking the, like I'm in my head. I'm rewriting some of the stuff that just could have been in this version of the movie. We're talking about the their old master or something, and this theoretical thing that the crazy old kook had about Hadouken, and we're like, we never. Never knew how to do it yeah. or something like that. Yeah, where's the that? flashback you know what I mean? training like, scene where they're like, yeah, you must master the yeah. Hadouken. Like, these two guys are learning how to do yeah, it or whatever. Yeah. Steph could be part of their character arc and be like, some bullshit. Like, oh, it's only going to when you find inner peace or something that you'll be able to master the Hadouken. And then gives them a character arc of, you know, they have some turmoil because they're con men. And then they decide they're going to give up their, their ways of being men for pursuing a path of justice and peace. Yeah, some bullshit like that. Yeah. Basic character stuff that just isn't there. Um, the <laughs> Here's here's a, a praise, a little bit of praise I'm going to give to the movie, though. Let's hear it. Uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll be crucified for this, but uh, Street Fighter, the movie, we talk a lot about on Pixel at Tone, about mm -hmm. tone matching, the source material. And how that ultimately is one of the most important to do. Yeah. The thing Street has going for it is that it's the tone that a game like Street serves. Yes. It's, Street Fighter 1 and 2. It's actually this is not that far off. Yeah. It's that far off from what the games are. Exactly. And I know some people will be like, oh, no, it's really, you know, the games, they got these characters and, and lore. And they're like, no, they don't. They're most, get that out of here. Get that out of here. Yeah. It's the tone, some of the, the one-liners, if you had just added a little bit more dynamic character arts, I think this movie would be fine. Totally. It's it's like it it <laughs> finds exactly what I expect these characters to do, what I expect their bits to be. Like, how do you make a narrative out of Chun Li's character? Okay, have her like want to enact revenge on uh on m bison because yeah. he attacked her town right. or whatever like sure you can give them those little kind of pieces of a narrative because those first two games this you know there's no plot they're just doing shit so how do you make these characters connect and make them want to fight each other you know that i think they they kind of did that in a way that's fun and looking back at this movie retrospectively and not with the 
you know, oh, I, I'm a gamer in the 90s, and this is, like, this is the coolest thing I ever played with Street Fighter. You go into the theaters and you're expecting yeah. something serious that takes your art form seriously. But, you know, we get to look at this with the knowledge of where Street Fighter was and where it goes, and we can look back on it and acknowledge how kind of dumb and campy a lot of 90s video games yeah. are. And this movie, yeah. you're totally right, fucking nails the feeling of what it's like to look back on those. Campy shit like that always feels better when you look back on it in the future, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. I can see why a Hollywood writer would look at Street Fighter the game and be like, well, this is like as a movie. Yep. And like at the time, I thought it was like, uh, he didn't like respect it, man. He didn't respect him. Like, no, he gave it the proper respect. No, exactly. A hundred percent. Yep. God, it's so good. It's so bad. It's so good. It's so bad yet so good. Yeah. So what are what are your what would you say your overall thoughts on the movie are? If if it paint me a broad picture of of what when you watch this movie, what is it what does it make you feel deep down? It makes me feel uh hope for the future. No, I don't know. It, ma- it makes me feel like <laughs> angry and happy and sad and like a bunch of weird random emotions but the thing that makes me feel the most is that like i i feel like street fighter the movie is the kind of movie that if they made it today would have been one of the most beloved stupid things ever like it has this this raw kind of energy to it where it just like is doing shit it is it is not concerned with the flow of the plot it is just concerned with showing you things things blowing up uh jean-claude van damme just saying shit to the camera for fun you know yeah given the 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 big bicep this is for you and bison like i love it it's so it it is just a dumb movie there's an entire sequence where there's a cgi boat plane thing that m bison or sorry not m bison uh guile and cammy and someone else are in and they're like zooming to go get m bison in this like stealth jet that is definitely not doing a good job of stealthing and you can see they spent a ton of money on this thing that doesn't fucking matter but you know what that's what this movie's about it's just about shit it's just about showing you things it doesn't care if it makes any sense it doesn't care if it if it like matters at all it just is like here's a cool thing man i hope the kids enjoyed it i hope you had a good time yeah hope you you know what i i respect that a little bit at the uh Almost at the risk of still, like Armand White and like praising shitty movies. Uh, <laughs> I respect. <laughs> it's it's good. For those of you, if, for those of you who don't know, Armand White is a uh, film critic. He's also kind of a right wing nut job. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, um, but he's a film critic who basically anytime there is a consensus good movie out there, he writes a review shitting on it. It's, uh praises movies that are equal movie and the lead actor was just taking a paycheck. And Armand White, Armand White will write like a thousand word thesis on greatest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> what a he is, is, is known notably as being a contrarian uh, movie critic. So at the risk of sounding like on White, um, I feel like, yeah, if if one of the metrics that we measured movies on was does it do what it said do which is jangle some shiny objects in front of eight to twelve who would have been the the target audience yes. a street fighter movie 
did it did it accomplish that? We're like, oh hell yeah, it did that. I mean, yep. it, it 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 had all the little bits in there that <laughs> That's kind of the perfect description. This movie is jangled keys in front of your face. Yeah, but like the keys speak different languages and have funny accents whenever they feel like it man. Yeah. There's a lot of things that so so who's your favorite character in this? Who did you walk away from this other than M. Bison? That's obvious. Who was there M. Bison. anyone that you even kind of liked? Uh, M. Bison's up there. Vega is yeah. 100% up there uh, just because beautiful he is. Um, I'm just kind of um, not really. I, I thought Kylie Minogue was, was fun as Cammy. Yeah. Um, uh, but, and Zangief, you know, kind of well cast, but he doesn't really do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the big dumb henchman kind of character. Like, the, yeah, oh, okay, boss, henchman. what do you need me to yeah. do? Yeah, basically that. And he doesn't realize that they're the bad guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talked about it earlier, man. That flip is my favorite part of the whole movie. This, you can hear the song playing when it happens. <laughs> so oh. basically, um, that the happens when DJ, <clears throat> who played by um, the guy from... Uh, He's the guy from Joanna Man, right? What? Uh, That's so funny. I know him as the guy from the the live action Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's the voodoo guy that they meet when they get on the island. El Nunez, right? Yes. I think that's that's him. Yeah, he plays DJ. Um, who? So he's you know he's doing the Jamaican accent and all that all that fun stuff. DJ is escaping from the compound with a uh, treasure uh, a, a, a chest full of cash trying to get away uh because he's blah blah and dj's like don't you realize that we're the bad guys and zangief's like huh i'm a good guy now <laughs> like, that's basically all that. like they there's also that bit where um I think DJ's talking about getting paid and he's like, I'm going to get all my money. And Zangief's like, you're getting paid. And like, it slow zooms in on his face. Like you can hear the laugh track that definitely they had to remove from the final cut of the film. So stupid. I love how dumb he is in this movie. Perfect. So dumb. Perfectly, perfectly dumb. Did you know that this movie was originally rated? Rated R? (laughs) For fucking what? I, I don't know. I was looking it up. So this is on Wikipedia, but it's sort of to a Polygon article. You know what? I bet it was rated R for some of the shit they had in the original um, Blanca transformation video stuff. Because Blanca oh. is in the movie. Um, yeah. But he's a character that gets captured very early on. He's friends with Guile. Um, so they, they took in Blanca and they merged them together. Yes, exactly. Uh, Dalsim, like uh, like you said, is working on him and like trying to transform him into straight up Blanca. And to do that, they, they are pumping him full of chemicals, but they've also got these like clockwork orange goggles on him. So he's just staring at these awful videos or these good videos at one point, but he's staring at these awful videos of like Nazis, um, people being murdered. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh my fucking God. It's so, so dumb. Cause then halfway through they're like, what's the counter to Nazis and stuff? And they're like, it's gotta be the Martin Luther King Jr. speech, but only the first part of it. Only the, I have a dream. I have a dream. That's it. That's it. 
They're like, nope. Only the only the part that white people yes, quote. Yes, dude. Oh, my God. When we recorded the fucking... I hate... I don't want to keep bringing it up, but when we recorded the fucking pod, <laughs> that's the same fucking thing I said. They only put the part that white people like in this fucking movie. <laughs> they love playing the one the one speech Martin Luther King Jr. has that, that you can make sound kind of like, I, I really respect all the peoples, baby. They love, they love using that one bit. Man, that's the man had so many writings, dude. Oh my god, so such many a leftist, speeches. like worker supporter such kind a of leftist, person. And, and they they take this one chunk of one of his speeches yep. and be like, "Well, I always think whenever I hear that bit of the speech used in something, it's like they're gonna take that clip and use it for the advertising for the movie. Like, I have a dream yeah. to own the Street Fighter movie on VHS and DVD, <laughs> like." <laughs> Bring it home with you. <laughs> I have a dream yeah. to pre-order on VHS. <laughs> I have a dream to find the local blockbuster in my city. Oh. Yeah, it's good times. So man. that's that that bound out Hitler. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's Thanks, that. Dolphin. It's dolphins. <laughs> yeah, do- shut. Also, dolphins. Dolphin Two is like the weirdest setup. I know that visually, it's kind of how do you do that in a way that doesn't look extremely like whoa? What the hell are we right. doing with this one Indian character in the movie? Uh, he's got yeah. the necklace with the chains and everything, and like, okay, right. do what you want to do with that. Um, but the way that they do it in this movie is he doesn't really look anything like Dolphin until the last five minutes of the film when he is suddenly Somehow. like chained up. He's got that like weird, like big circle that goes over his head. So he's not really locked in with it. And it's got like chains on right. his body and attached to his wrists. And then he's just shirtless. He just doesn't have a yeah. shirt. Well, why not? Yeah. I mean, I remember being a kid and being really surprised when he shows up later in the movie like looking like that I'm like when did that happen yeah exactly <laughs> there's a there's a couple scenes missing from this man i don't know what happened there's there's something cut from this yeah. and i'm not sure what it is so, okay so the pivotal scene of this movie is the fight between m bison and guile that's kind of the last big thing that happens um is it not the goofiest fight scene ever like Oh, goofy. Oh, it captures the feeling of watching a Street Fighter fight because it does the constant backflipping. Like, Guile backflips twice in the same fight scene. It's like a million cuts between stuff. Like, Raul Julia is not a physical actor like that. And they had to figure out no. a way to make it look like he could be. He starts flying around like fucking Magneto. Like, yeah, it's... It's the silliest thing in the world. Yes. Because, and it's... It's... This is the... The... Yeah, it is the shortcoming of Cat Raul Julia. Raul Julia, who in the beginning was, um, and at the end, a few years prior in the Adams family days, probably could have pulled off being more physical. Mm-hmm. But as we said earlier, Raul Julia was currently di- stomach cancer yeah. when they filmed this movie. Exactly. And he looked emaciated. He, he had no weight on him. He was probably heavily padded in bison suit. Our fight is just the dumb sequence of moves and generic Jean Van Damme, like splits and flips and things like, it doesn't even look like those style no. of fighting. No. Like Guile is 
Kyle is not as not as fancy as that. He is he he's he's a he's a military fighter. He's a very strong fighter in the games. And then you have Jean Claude Van Damme doing all these flippity flops and <laughs> and ballerina moves, spinning around and ballerina shit. Like, okay. literal barrel ballerina yeah. moves. Um, you know more. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine, but not for Guile necessarily yeah. because that's not his character. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, M Bison <laughs> is flying is preceded by like he goes. Uh, Maglev, it powers trains from Osaka to Tokyo. And you're like, yeah, I'm, it does. It does do that. And it powers my flying chair. Like, mm. like it's that, it's that error image. Like, yeah, doubt. Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me fly. And suddenly his boots light up and he starts flying around. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not how mag- yeah, magnetic no. levitation works. Yeah, the Japanese have been hiding this from us this whole time. They could have been flying those trains. <laughs> Bastards. So, yeah, most of the fight is just M. Bison, like, flying at Guy and Guile flipping out of the way three times. Yeah, it's the exact same cut. Like, it has to be, right? There's no way they had the money to put them on wires more than once. Also, because it's a movie from the 90s and we're watching it in relatively high definition on far too high quality TVs for a movie like this. You can see the strings and everything kind of pulling them around. Oh, so God, it looks yeah. even more yeah. like low tech. It's it's very funny. Yeah. And, and like, you're like, what's the budget this, on this again? This, <laughs> this meant to be played in your local movie theater with like a kind of shitty projector. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the shit is. And then you, you bring know. it home and watch it on VHS as Martin Luther King tells on you VHS, to. On VHS and yes. it's like, you can't even think. Yeah, because Martin Luther King told you to. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> You got it on VHS. Yours your to own. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is legacy. Um, yeah, what a what a fight, what a scene, what a movie. I'm <sighs> what a fight. Yeah. I love it. It's it's wonderful, but not but also, uh, I I feel like I could do a cuss movie that's like an hour long, maybe forty five minutes long, and it would be it would be <laughs> it would be it the would be same nice. movie. Yeah. It would be the same movie. I feel like I could shave a clear off of this Totally. Movie. There's already <laughs> enough shit missing. Like, rant, like things, the scenes don't stitch together at all as is. So you might as well just cut off some of the fluff. Like, there's that bit yeah. where they um they blow up the circus tent that, like, M. Bison is doing a big communion thing for. He's got all his people there, and they're doing, like, a oh, circus yeah. act in there. And, and um, it's... What is it? Chun Li and E Honda, who's my favorite character, by the way. I love E Honda, and uh, oh yeah, and Balrog, and they're doing their thing. They're they're fighting and getting ready, and and um, and they they do their little dance for M Bison, and then they leave, and they record this video for Bison to watch, and or it's like a live recording of them, yeah, yeah, blowing up the tent with this truck that they've got, and the scene's over, and you're like, okay. That means they got away. They blew up all the munitions. M. Bison can't chase them down. There's no more vehicles. They've all perished in an explosion. And then M. Bison screams, get Chun-Li and her friends. And then it cuts to them at M. Bison's headquarters. And it's like, they didn't run away? (laughs) Did they just stand there waiting? (laughs) They just waited for him. Sure. To catch them. Sure, why not? (laughs) Maybe that was part of the plan. You know, that classic get caught intention. (laughs) Um, <laughs> works every time. Works every time. Yeah. I mean, if it was good enough for Snake in the Worlds of Power oh, Metal fuck. Gear, oh. 
book. Don't remind me of that. Then- <laughs> uh, I, I just got, I just had my last session with my therapist talking about that book and you brought it back oh, to me. God, Thank I'm you so, so sorry. much. I'm so I'll I'll put your next. Yeah, therapy I appreciate just... that. <laughs> <laughs> You've reminded me of, of the furry Justin Halley or Haley, or the fuck his name was. Furry. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh. The uh, first thing in this movie, by the way, is Balrog's hair. Oh yeah. What was up with that? I don't know. My my man, just he got his he, he got his shit fucked went up into the barber shit. He went in and said, fuck my shit up, fam. <laughs> Keep my shit straight, like, bitch ass. The hairline. <laughs> it did like, not work. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see that my hairline has receded precipitously. <laughs> That's why I keep my hair pretty tight. And and Rog somehow has like a widow's peak that is even further back than mine. And like I understand maybe they were trying to look like the headshot of Balrog in the Street Fighter 2 uh, game, mm-hmm. um, but like, just give him like a regular haircut. It's fine. I hope that was a bald cap. <laughs> Otherwise, this guy got fucking disrespected. It was. Oh, okay, it good. was. You could actually tell. It was, it was, oh, I wasn't looking was closely enough. Cap. That's so good. Perfect. I know as an actor, you couldn't pay me enough to do that shit to my hair. No shot in hell. Ugh. <laughs> 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 God. Poor guy. Yeah, the oh, styles man. in this movie were interesting, man. There's a lot of like weird stuff they did to people's hair and their their outfits and everything. Um, I think one of the characters yeah. that I really enjoyed uh, was the what well, was Ken, um, but was more Ryu. Like the two there, those are probably the characters that I ended up enjoying the most in terms of like their style and what they had going on and their backstory and everything. Sure, <laughs> sure, and the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who plays as good as any other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all of them are awful, but like I, you know, those two, I could see you could make a movie out of what's going on with them. You know, they're globe trotting yeah. con men and that's how you do Street Fighter. Like they're going around and meeting all these different characters in different places, trying to rip them off. I could I could see that, you know, that could work. Maybe they work for Sagata, they work yeah. for Kyle or something, whatever. Um, but the guy who plays uh, Ryu is uh, Byron Mon and he's in a bunch of like action movies uh he was on arrow for a while he's like the i'm not even gonna bother i'm not gonna pretend like anyone gives a shit about arrow he was he was in the big short though he was also in altered carbon yes as as um he is the original he is the original takeshi kovac Mm -hmm. that i knew he looked familiar yeah um oh yeah in in a million oh yeah yeah he was also in the events um, he played a he played a real asshole in the Expank. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Plays this, I think, a, a really shitty like uh, admiral in the Expank. He plays a good asshole. Um, he was in uh, he was in the Big Short. He's the guy who like um was telling what was it Martin? No, not Martin Short. What the fucking whatever the the Steve Carell. He's telling Martin. Yeah, Mar- Martin Short from the Big Short. He was the Martin he was short the short that big was big. Short. Uh, he was no, the short. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, fucking goddamn it, Steve Carell. Um, you know, I was thinking Gru, and then I thought Minions, and I thought Short, and I couldn't get that out of my head. Um, Steve Carell, yes, uh, he he's opposite him, explaining to him how the housing market crashed. Right, it's like a great scene where he's explaining. He's such a douchebag. He plays such a good douchebag. What a good actor. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's he's yeah, he's good. It was one of his, his first movies. Yeah. Um it was it was uh he had he had done some other things um uh before that, but yeah. Most of his career has been Street Fighter, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guy. Yeah, not not the same for a lot of other people in that movie. I, I can't say I know a lot of them uh offhand. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the the uh, the guy who played Balrog. His name was Grand Bush. Right. What? <laughs> That's a name. Grand L. Bush. Huh. Yeah. Who? Like. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's a name. He played one of the. He played. Uh. He was actually all. He was in Die Hard. Hey, your camera. Oh, cool. Uh, two biceps to the American video flags. called camera over to M. Bison. Somehow they were doing a lot of Skype in this, a lot of uh, Zoom calls in this movie. And I, <laughs> There's a phrasing about a Zoom call. Yeah. This movie. How are these people talking over video so often? I don't understand. They're in the future. So often. Oh, God. They're in the future. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, uh, so, what's your final rating? For, for Street Fighter. Yeah, I think two is generous. Um, uh, I would give it a one, but it's still, it's it's a worth watching kind of one. Like, it's so it's mediocre. It's watching one. It, it is. It's like, it's so mediocre that you need to watch the movie just because of how goofy it is. And, and it revels in its goofiness. There's literally a scene where characters get locked in and there's gas that knocks them out. And they're like, oh, hold your breath. And they cover their mouths. Like, it's one of those movies, you know? It's classic. It's classic. It's goofy. It classic somebody uh, the screenwriter uh mentioned uh something about he wanted it to be like james bond meets something i forget um he said something like james bond meets a video game or something like that and goldeneye hadn't come out yet um i guess i guess that's why that's why we get some of this goofiness uh but yeah that's street fun now we'll move on to our final segment which we do to close out the show every week. It is what are you playing? Hmm. <laughs> so Jesse, what are you playing this week? Well, I have been playing uh, Neon White. I'm mm. sure everyone's relatively aware of that. If you're not, it is a first-person speed-running shooting game um, developed by... What's the name of the studio? I know Ben Esposito is uh, big involved in it, one of the directors on it. Uh, studio Angel, Angel Matrix, Matrix or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, it is the perfect leaderboard fighting game. If you want to show your friend... Or not fighting game, but you know, you're know, you fighting on the leaderboard against your friends uh, and, and the rest yeah. of the world. It's the perfect kind of show your friends who's actually good at this game. Uh, I I've been just beating the shit out of Kevin on uh, on Steam. He has his times aren't even close to mine. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Not even actually, close. actually, like I started. I I I just went through the entire game. Yeah. I I for for like a little bit. I was like, ah, I'll beat and uh, and it's like then I started seeing your scores and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna beat the game. Yeah. And I would say the best way to play the game is to levels and skip all the dialogue. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Like th- this game is written to be cheesy and stupid and goofy and like anime as fuck, but like in the awkward kind of uncomfortable way. I enjoy in that, awkward, but yeah. you know, it's not for yeah. everyone at all. It also it also it's like there's a ratio of like 
because the levels only take like uh 30 seconds to a minute yes. to complete so you go through like a mission has 10 levels on it so maybe 10 15 minutes play within a mission and then you're in these dialogue sequences that are like long that's between. a good point actually yeah <laughs> It shows a, a touch off, but yeah, I I, I buy Neon White as well. Um, it's it's a good game, and um, and uh, I like to call it. It's like a, it's an asynchronous racing game. Ooh, yeah, that's a great description. Damn, because you're not, uh, you are racing against your friends. Uh, but you're never racing against them live. It's not like that kind of. It's not like Mario Kart, but mm. it's still it's still kind of a racing game. Um, and the reason why it made me think of that is because you do get to see your ghost, uh, like the time ghost, as your for your time appears as a ghost running through love um, to to try to beat. So uh, yeah, I don't know if that term will catch on, but asynchronous racing game is kind of no. I like that. That's hot. That's good. Yeah, someone's going to use that in an article now. You better fucking coin it. Yeah. Copyright you, that shit. Tell that to Danny. Yeah, give that to Danny. <laughs> okay. Like, pass, pass that along, it along to Danny. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start workshopping that one, see if we can get it in. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. So good. Neon White, get on it. So, what I've been playing this week, because I beat Neon White uh, last week, I have been playing The Quarry this week. Ooh, how um, is that? Because I love... <sighs> Supermassives, you know, I sort of hits me right in my it's right in my bullshit, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, they <laughs> like for some something about you know a more mechanically interesting game will lose me really fast, and then I'll just sit there and yeah, like yeah, those QTEs, you know, <laughs> right? The high five <laughs> quick time event, yeah, I'll play that uh, for sure, yeah quarry uh i beat ends then i just started a second playthrough uh to try to actually get able to live to the end uh, <laughs> right it, it's got that like everyone dying eh yeah yeah i i was i had a, like 60 percent. i think i had 60 percent living by the end there was there's quite a few casualties Damn. can you can keep everybody alive as per usual with supermassives game uh so that's my next goal is to try to keep every single person alive uh but yep i'm the quarry and mixed in there uh it, the occasional vampire survivors as always um how do you stop playing I, vampire survivors man that shit is addictive i don't you cannot stop playing vampire <laughs> yeah. survivors uh i have god damn Holy shit. That is a lot of hours. I mean, yeah, runs are like 15 minutes, but when did you get it? How long have you been playing it for? I have it since uh, version 0.5 release. Uh, so okay, so I, for a little I, while had, then. For a little while now. Uh, yeah, it's I had 107 out of the 120 achievements. Oh my god. The thing achievements is that they go up with every release that that because it's still an early <laughs> right so it's like a never-ending treadmill at the moment um so yeah vampires uh it's always sprinkled in there whenever i um i don't want to put that much effort into like actually controlling a game and i feel like i i can i can control a game with just the four 
up, down, left, right buttons on my keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, nice. So, so the quarry is a good, is that worth checking out? Would you say? I would say it's worth yeah. checking out. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's cause I know some of the dark pictures, anthology games, um, which Supermassive have been putting out have been hit or miss. Really loved House of Ashes. Um, the first two people were mixed on, mm. uh, and everybody till dawn was a bona fide hit. Uh, the Quarry is definitely a lot more like until dawn of scope, um, and the amount of name actors. That, yeah, uh, real all star cast on as, this one though, right? Like Ted Raimi. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, all that. Ted Raimi is in it, yeah. uh, Sam Raimi's brother. And I realized that this is probably the most screen time Ted Raimi has ever had in anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not just like a side cameo in a Spider-Man movie or something. Popping into like a single scene in the Spider-Man yeah. um, uh Or playing a, a, a fake Shemp in, uh, in the oh, Evil yeah, Dead right. movies. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, this is... Plenty of, if you like Ted Raimi, uh, there's plenty of Ted Raimi in this, uh, but you have you have a few other. This song is in it. Uh, Halston Sage, who, if you uh, watch the Orville, she was on the first couple of hmm. as the uh, security officer. Um, uh, what's her name? Ariel Winter uh, oh, yeah, from yeah, Modern, yeah. Modern Family, Family yeah. is, is one of the main characters as well. Uh, Lance Henriksen is in it. Um Ethan Supley is in it. A um, lot of, lot of, lot of people. Then you see them. I've seen them before. Yeah. I've seen them in thing before. Um, oh, and what's his name? Um, Arquette, David Arquette. The David Arquette is in it, and also the kid who is the son on uh, on Righteous Gemstones. Um, ever seen the Righteous Gemstones? No, I haven't. I've heard of it though. First of all, I know. highly recommend. I need to see the it. Righteous Gemstones. It is um, the best thing that Danny McBride has ever done. Wow, that's <laughs> um, saying a lot. Oh, Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. He it's he's the he's the shiner. Uh, mm. What is his name? It's, it's oh uh, yeah, Skylar Gisondo. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, he's he's great. Um, so yeah. I recommend the Quarry. Get out. And if you if you're looking for that type of game, and it's not by David Cage, that piece of shit, <laughs> then I recommend supporting Civ. Yeah, the, the only other studio really making that kind of thing. Yeah, fuck David Cage, man. What the hell, David Cage? Uh, for multiple reasons, fuck David Cage. <laughs> for many reasons. Uh... Ugh. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it. Uh, Jesse, all uh, the people where they can find you uh, out on the... Ins- yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Garasha, G-U-A-R-A-S like Sam, C-I-A. Uh, you can hear me over on uh, the No Clip podcast for No Clip video. Also, am I on anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. That's all you're going to find me on for now. Yeah. Yeah. For now. For now. Uh, yeah, and if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, follow us at Pixelit Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. We have a Discord that you can find website pixelitpod.com. You can find the link to join there uh, or in, on our Twitter as well. Um, 
That'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being on, for fi- filling in for Phil yeah. uh, as he moves his house uh, from from one state to another. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to help out. Sorry about the camera issues. What's going on with this? No problem. No problem. All right. Thanks, and have a good night, everyone.